Welcome to the whiteboard debate. This debate started several years ago with a whiteboard being hung up in the main room of an apartment. My roommates and I would write several questions on it and anyone who visited would be allowed to vote and argue their stance on them. The purpose is to pick fun, interesting questions that everyone already has an opinion on, whether they know it or not, and try to persuade people to your side while still being respectful. We quickly learned that people would get passionate about these questions while having buckets of fun. So now the debate is starting up again, but in podcast form in the hopes of getting more people to ask these questions in their life. I'm Connor. And I'm Haley. And we are siblings who are ready to explore our strong opinions on these lighthearted topics. Each episode will include one or more questions and us truly recording our opinions on a whiteboard. Themes and structures may be different from week to week, but we will keep a running total of our answers. This week, our question is, is it better to work out in the morning or at night? Go to at whiteboard debate on Instagram and add your initial opinion. Don't worry, you'll have a chance to recast your vote at the end of the episode. All right, gut check, gut instinct time. Are you working out in the morning or are you working out at night? Which one's better? Morning, all the way. Oof, I am firmly night. <laughs> oh no. So let's do this. And I'm passionate on it being nighttime. Oh, and I'm passionate about it being morning. So bring it. All right. Do you want to go first? Um, Sure. So first of all, I am a morning person. I do not function well at night. Like it hits 8 p.m. and I'm ready to be shutting things down. So my mentality, my body, my lifestyle leans heavily towards thriving in the morning, not so much thriving in the evening. So that has a lot to do with it. But also I am a person that loves to like start out my day getting things done. So I love having a workout, which for me is typically a run. I love having my run and being done and checking it off for the day and then having the rest of my day to do other things. I also am a sucker for a sunrise and like the calm morning hours as the day starts. To me, it's a very relaxing time of day. It's a great way to ease into the day of like doing physical activity but enjoying being outside as the world wakes up around me. It's very peaceful. It's very soothing. And if I get a sunrise, that is just the cherry on top. Okay. No, I agree with that. It is incredibly peaceful in the morning. And it is a very nice way to feel productive right off the bat. You know, you've already accomplished something by the time most people wake up, which is huge. Part of the reason why I like night time working out is I typically I like to have a set plan of what I think I'm going to do for my workout usually it's running or there might be some other elements of like stretching or like ab workouts but if I'm feeling well throughout it I'll increase the length and I find you typically can't do that or at least I can't if it's in the morning because usually I have other things to do and other things planned and it's kind of the same mentality that I always took with homework of I would always prefer to work on my homework late at night or like continue it throughout the night rather than try to wake up in the morning when I know I'm going to have a limited time frame before I have to do something else. So to me, the potential of like, I'm still feeling good, like I can continue and extend this workout. And the only thing it may impact is like going to sleep has a higher reward for me that I'm also a person where like, I'll finish working out, I'll shower and I'll be able to fall asleep within 10 minutes. It doesn't keep me awake, oh, which is nice. Yeah, no. <laughs> so if it kept me awake, I think that would be a different story. <laughs> right. I mean, what you're saying makes complete sense. It's just not how I personally live my life. Like I'm very, I tend to be very regimented and scheduled so i and most of the time i'm training for some sort of running event so i have a very particular i know i'm running x number of miles at this pace it's going to take me this many minutes and like that is my very specific 
workout and I know how much time I need. And after years of doing that, I know kind of how much buffer time to plan in there in case there's a bathroom break or I need water or whatever it is, stop lights, what have you, that I'm not one that typically ends up extending my workout because I feel good because I know I have this to do today because it sets up my run for what I'm doing tomorrow, which then builds into the next day. So most of the time I'm not like extending my run. You've got self-control. Let's just say it honestly. (laughs) You create a plan and you stick with it. I'm not sure I would call it self-control. I have been known to go on like crazy, not just like ill-advised running adventures before. I have definitely flirted with danger and injury and just kind of general stupidity. So I wouldn't say I have (laughs) self-control, but most days I know I have an eight mile speed workout. I'm going to do that and kind of be done with it and move on. That's fair. Like, I know I'm going to be done. I know I'm going to be tired. I'm not going to then like necessarily have the energy to then do something else afterwards. Okay. That makes sense. And you're really lucky because most races and most athletic events, they typically start in the morning. And I always struggle with those because I usually, I don't feel my best when I first wake up and I'm never a person that's hungry when I first wake up. So it's really hard for me to want to get up, eat something, and then immediately go into like a seven o'clock race start time. I think I would do significantly better on races, even though you waste energy throughout the day. But I think I seriously would do better if they started at like 3 p.m. See, then the, um, and it's a shame they don't do it anymore as far as I know, but then the rock and roll marathon in Las Vegas would have been your prime event because I believe that started at, four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. That would have been your jam. And me, I was up at the crack of dawn anyways and was ready to run. But instead I had like, to wait. I don't know, hours and hours of time to just stress about it and not be sure how much I should eat. And I wake up and feel my best. I also wake up and typically am ready for breakfast. Like I wake up and go, oh, a bagel and peanut butter sounds great right about now. And it's 530 in the morning. And so you and I have always been kind of different in that way. I feel like Mm -hmm. you do better at night. I do not. That is not my, but that's not to say I don't like working out at night. Like I, let's see, like I enjoy running in the dark, which is kind Mm -hmm. of a weird thing. Oh, I'm with you on that. It's fun. (laughs) I'm with you on that. That's fun. Night runs are fun. But so many people are afraid of that, which I totally understand. I've definitely been afraid running in the dark before more Mm -hmm. than once, but I like being in the dark. So I have, especially around Christmas time, I'll go run at night, just a few easy miles and turn on Christmas music because there's something very fun about running through a neighborhood and looking at Christmas lights at night. Mm-hmm. But to me, I would rather wake up and run in the darkness of morning and watch the sun come up than like just purely be in the dark. That's fair. At night. I, I mean, I don't typically run or work out in the pitch black. I My ideal time, again, would be like three to five o'clock is when I'd mm-hmm. want to do it, like before dinner. And I can do it after that, too but like kind of evening or afternoon. And it does make me curious with some of those races that are like 24 hours long, if Mm -hmm. that would kind of change for us, or if since you're running throughout the whole day, it doesn't really matter one way or the other. Yeah, I don't know. I've always, yeah, I'm with you. See, this could just go into so many different directions, but like I've had long ultra long endurance events have been on my bucket list for many, many, many years. And like, I want to run a 100 mile race at some point. And chances are that will be over 24 hours of sustained effort. 
and there's a lot of discussion on do people sleep? Do you need to sleep? At what point do you need to sleep? And 100 miles seems to be when that discussion enters the chat, if you will. And then if you go beyond that, like 200 mile races, et cetera, then it really seems to be a point of discussion of how long can you safely stay awake? At what point do people start hallucinating and seeing things alongside the trail? So I've always wondered, like, I do want to do those types of events one day. What is my personal threshold going to be? Like, where am I going to fall on the, like, how well do I deal with sleep deprivation, essentially? Yeah, which is a weird factor to have to consider while working out is sleeping while in the middle of a workout is not something that you typically do. But we kind mm-hmm. of tested that a little bit when we did on New Year's Eve that um, 24 miles in 24 hours running a mile every hour. You were the only one that successfully completed that. But that was super challenging on the fact of just you had that little bit of a pause where your body wanted to shut down and go to sleep mm-hmm. or at least mine did. And then having to kind of start again. So I feel like I would really struggle with falling asleep and starting again. Yes, I I agree with you. I, I think there were a couple of things that went into that particular challenge that made it a little bit more difficult. And I, well, I guess there was one thing. And I think that was the start time. And that's because I had in my head when I pitched this idea, I wanted to experience every single hour of the final day of 2022. So to be able to do that, we had to start at midnight. Mm -hmm. Now I've seen people do this challenge before and they have started at sunrise. So they run from sunrise to sunrise. And I wonder if that wouldn't be easier because then the night before you do get a full night's rest, whereas we only got a couple of hours of sleep and then woke up before midnight to be able to start our run at midnight. So if you started at sunrise, you'd get a full night's sleep and then you would have like that energy carrying you through the, the night. night. And yeah. really you're just like staying up really late. Like you're a teenager and out of sleepover or something. Like it's kind of a different mental game, but mm-hmm. I think it was hard. Those first couple of hours, we'd go run a mile, we'd come back in and you just wanted to fall back asleep because it was like 1am and you hadn't really slept before starting the challenge anyways. Yeah. But again, because I get very particular about certain ideas, I wanted to run that. I wanted to run the final day. And so it had to be midnight through 11pm. Basically. It was also pouring rain too in the dark. It was a bad combination. It was miserable. It was running, just to set the scene a little bit, it was running in the pouring rain, in the pitch black, loops from one cul-de-sac to the end of another cul-de-sac. What, three or four times was a mile? Mm -hmm. And on the return trip, it was uphill. So it was just hilly and rainy and cold and windy and dark. It was, it was a rough way to start, but I will say it made the rest of the challenge seem infinitely easier because then the sun came out and then like, it wasn't as cold and, you know, it, there were slight improvements throughout the challenge that then made it easier. So I guess I would have preferred doing it the way we did. Start with the harsh conditions and improve rather than the other way. Though it did get cold again. I remember it being really cold those last few miles once the sun went down. And when you think about it, that was starting basically at night. And I actually would have preferred to have started in the morning that time. (laughs) In that one case, I would have preferred to have started in the morning. And I would yeah. say with a lot of races, I get why they do it in the morning. It's easier with roads. It's easier to set things up. Like it just makes a lot more sense. And I do like the fact of you can run, you know, like a half marathon and be done by like 10 o'clock in the afternoon and still have the majority of your day left. 
That's right. pretty cool. Versus you, I, I, if I know I have a really big long run, I may limit myself on what I'm going to do for that whole day because I know I've got a long run coming. And if I do too much, it's going to impact that run later. Yeah. That being said, there's that part of me that um, I try to stick to a workout plan, but if I'm feeling well and I'm just really enjoying it, that's my like stress relief. And mm -hmm. so if I can get more of that and go for longer, I prefer that. And I think that's another big reason why I like running in the evening when I know I have kind of more freedom to go for as long as I want to. That makes sense. I, I'm just, um, anybody that I, I feel like most people that know me, they know that I tend to be very regimented. Like I, I don't know. I like to have a plan. I like to have a schedule. I like to have things organized. That's just kind of how I function best. So like to your point with, if I have a long run, I might limit myself on what I would do before I'd go out on that long run. Like that's exactly how I've always looked at it. Like in college, I would get up at like 3am so I could go run my long run and be done basically as the sun was coming up. And then I had the rest of my Saturday to do whatever I wanted. Like Gosh. I enjoyed the getting up absurdly early in most people's opinion, running by myself in the dark for hours. And then watching the sunrise, hearing the birds tweet and Twitter because they were happy and I was happy and I would see my regular dog friends out there and then I'd be done. And it would be like 7, 30, 8 o'clock and oh, not even that late, probably like 7. I'd get breakfast, shower, and then I had the rest of my Saturday to go enjoy. Now, the other little asterisk to that plan is <laughs> I was living in the desert, so there was a heat component of if I started running my 20 mile long run at 8 a.m., by the time I was done, it might be nearing noon, which in the desert, depending upon the time of year, that could be extremely miserable. And I was not up for that. So there was a beat the heat, beat the sunrise kind of a. No, that weather definitely makes a lot of sense, but I've definitely over the years shifted to a lot of. And I know it's not the best, but I do a lot of treadmill workouts mm -hmm. where basically the house is always the same temperature. And because it's always the same temperature, you don't really have to deal with that factor. Right. And um, like that one time when you did the 50K and sure. I wanted to do it as well, but I had work. So I was just like, oh, well, I'll just do it at night because I didn't know how long it was going to take me. And so that way I could just hop on the treadmill and just go until it was done. That was absurd. That might've been the most absurd thing I've ever heard you do. Cause you have yeah. not, let's clarify. I, okay. I guess neither of us had specifically trained for a 50 K. I like jumped into a 50 K two weeks out, signed up, not realizing it was two weeks out. And was just like, you know what? I'm going to run a shit ton of miles and like then taper and call it good. Mm -hmm. And so we could call that I quote unquote trained for that, like <laughs> really raising my eyebrows at the concept of train for that. But you didn't even do that. You just went out and did it. Like I was but, talking to you and you said, yeah, I think I'm going to do that tonight. At like 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And that was the extent of your training, which maybe that's better because you didn't psych yourself out. You were just like, you know what? I'm feeling the winds of inspiration in my soul. Here mm -hmm. I go. Yeah, and I felt that's good. The best way to go. I felt in like good physical shape at that point in the evening. Mm -hmm. And so I literally just grabbed like a water bottle and a Gatorade and like a bag of snacks. And I set it up on a table next to the treadmill. And I turned on the music and I had Netflix rolling and I just plugged along <laughs> until it was done. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't the smartest thing because, I mean, I definitely was very sore. That and I had to go to a work meeting the next day. I didn't have actual work, mm -hmm. but I had to go in just for like a monthly meeting mm -hmm. at like 
11 o'clock or something like that. And I remember I woke up and like I could barely walk and I was still super tired. Oh. And um, it was like the first true work meeting I had to go to. And I was like trying not to like nod off asleep because it was in this warm little like outdoor portable. And <laughs> oh, that, that was unfortunate. That was That's... not my smartest play. You did it though. It was impressive. Well, you did a much more impressive feat of you did it and it involved true trail running and like running through water versus I had a treadmill that I set at a speed, you know, at a specific incline and I just let it go. I didn't have to deal with elevation or elements or carrying my supplies. Like I had, again, I had my water bottle on a table. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's, yeah, there's pros and cons to it. Like, yes. Maybe according to those variables, like you had very easy terrain, you Mm -hmm. had access to snacks, bathroom, water, whatever you needed was within arm's reach at all times. Like you had constant entertainment of your choosing. You could turn on a fan and control your temperature. You didn't have to worry about weather. By those variables, yes, you had an easier 50K than I did. But I would argue I had an easier 50K than you did because I had the entertainment of I got to run on sand and then I ran through neighborhoods and then, ooh, look at the ocean. Oh, look at the trees. Oh, I'm going uphill. Time to power hike. Now I'm going downhill. Let's run fast. Ooh, this is a fun person to talk to. Let's share our life stories in the middle of the woods. Like Mm -hmm. there were... There's kind of that give and take, like the things that you had, I didn't have, but the things that I had, you didn't have. So I feel like not one was necessarily easier than the other. Like running in one place sounds kind of miserable, to be honest, for that long. I 100% agree with you. Um, I think I had a lot of comforts near me, Mm -hmm. but that was easily hands down the longest I've ever run by myself which is another factor that I'm not used to Mm -hmm. but yeah there's something to be said for the variety of running outside in different settings different locations that area of changing and just having variety to keep your mind engaged and same Mm -hmm. thing with people Mm -hmm. not having that was kind of rough that and I really I found myself having to change play music while also watching TV and stuff just to give my mind enough to focus Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. But um, part of the reason why I did that was because we did, you know, back during COVID when the Boston marathon was virtual and they let anyone sign up for that, Mm -hmm. you know, that was the same kind of a deal that, you know, it was the night before and I ran like the mental calculation of our whole family trying to run it. And some people needed to use the treadmill and I was one of them. And I was like, well, I should just do it Mm -hmm. and get it out of the way. That way everyone else can get it done. And that was also a weird experience because that was the first time running more than like 15 miles on a treadmill and Mm -hmm. being that long alone. Mm -hmm. That's a different beast for sure. Like, I, there's some people that can't stand the treadmill. Like Mm -hmm. you ask them to be on a treadmill for more than five minutes and they want to scream at you, which I've been there. Honestly, (laughs) there have been phases in my life where, yep, I identify with that feeling, but I don't know. I, I like the treadmill at this point. I, Mm -hmm. I haven't run a 50 K on a treadmill. Um, I think the longest I've ever gone was 28 miles. And that was a struggle because there is, there is. You're almost there. Almost, but not quite. Those last three miles between 28 and 31, that's considerable at that stage of a run with that many miles on your legs. And honestly, with that many miles on your mind, like to me, a treadmill is much more, the physical variables are easily manipulated, but the mental game of, I can hit the stop button whenever I want and mm-hmm. you, and I don't have to walk back home. I don't have to find a way back to my car. I don't have to get a ride from somebody. You can just hit stop. 
to keep yourself from hitting stop to me is like a whole other mental game. And there have been days where I've started on a treadmill and gotten a mile and gone, you know what? This long run is not going to happen on a treadmill. I have to go run 10 miles in one direction because then the only option is to turn around and have to run back. And if I tried to do it on a treadmill, I knew mentally my head's not in it. Yeah, no. And I've had days like that too, where you just, it, it's not feeling right or you just don't have that mental will. I think another really challenging thing is you have a big screen showing you the time, the distance and your pace. And mm -hmm. I really struggle with personally, even if it's supposed to be a shorter run or like a slower run, not increasing that mm -hmm. and, you know, going faster because I get impatient. Yes. Mm -hmm. I cover up those stats if I can. Some treadmills are a lot harder to cover up time and distance than other ones. But if I can, I'll, I've thrown towels over the screen. I've switched the screen from miles to kilometers because then like that's a harder mathematical computation in my head because I'm used to running miles, like measuring my runs in miles. So if I switch it to kilometers, then, you know, at some point, if you've ever been running and tried to do math at the same time, it gets a little Oof. wonky. So just switching the units that we're measuring distance in can be helpful. I've stuck sticky notes over the screen before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if it's staring me right in the face, it's it's just miserable. I'm not much of a watch checker when I'm running outside. I don't I don't check my watch very often. Like I pay attention to when it beeps at each mile, but I pretty rarely look down at my watch anymore. But I used to look down at my watch all the time when I started running yeah. constantly. And I think part of that also comes from if you don't know routes mm -hmm. fully, mm -hmm. then like you need to check your watch to know when to flip. Yes. So. And, yeah. And at this point, I have my like set routes around where I live, but I've also kind of somehow, I guess I've run enough where now I can kind of judge distance even in an area that I'm not familiar with. So I can kind of guesstimate pretty closely, like mm -hmm. how far out a mile is, but I don't know. That's a whole, that's a whole other side tangent. One thing that <laughs> to kind of recenter us. Thank you. One thing that I realized when you were talking, I don't know what you said that made me think of it. Oh, it was your 50K and you were talking about how the next morning you had to go to your meeting. And that brought up my argument for working out in the morning. Because if you work out in the morning and you have travel plans in the afternoon, then you've already gotten your workout done. So, for example, that rock and roll in Las Vegas marathon that started at 4 p.m., that was great. I'm sure it would have been your thing. But for me, I had to travel after that. Yeah. Because I had places I needed to be the next day. So we ran that marathon and then got done at probably started at four. We probably got done close to eight PM, give or take. We weren't taking we weren't getting out of Vegas until like ten ish. And then we drove from Vegas back to Arizona so I could go to class the next morning. And just like the travel logistics of having a later workout or a later race start is a lot more challenging. Like I got to think that's part of why like marathons typically start in the morning is because there's a lot of people that run the race and then leave. Yeah, They have to travel. They have to go home. They have work the next day or whatever. And that being the only afternoon start starting event that I've ever done, it was logistically challenging that it happened in the evening. Yes. Working out at night, it does have that major disadvantage of if you have anything to do the next day, mm -hmm. you're running that risk versus if you do something in the morning, you may have a much longer period to recover before you then have to do it. Mm-hmm. 
So that that is a very good point. And again, I've never done like a race really. Actually, I take that back. One high school race uh, started, it was a 5K that would start at twilight mm-hmm. and you would just run a 5K, but that wasn't very challenging. And the entire point of that was to run right as the sun was setting just for fun. Right. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to travel that much. And then it was Saturday the next day. So that made it really easy. I probably would pick working out in the morning for a race or an event if Mm -hmm. I had to travel or do something or get back home or whatever. But if I'm doing just regular working out based off work and school schedule, I think I still stick with at night because I can basically adjust my workout needs based off the factors of everything else that's happened through the day versus if I do it in the morning, it, I have to be much more firm on exactly how much I'm going to be able to do before I have to get to class or before I have to get to work. That makes sense. I think we just have kind of different mindsets about it. Like I'm very, I'm a planner to a fault sometimes. So I'm, I'm running X miles and it will take me X number of minutes. And I'm going to do that, check that box off my to-do list And then like I do, I budget my workout in a slot before my to-do list for the rest of the day. And it sounds like you see how your day goes with like a kind of idea of what you're aiming for, but you more so do your day and then kind of do what feels right afterwards. Yeah. And I mean all props to you because it's your planning. That's like the only reason why we've got this podcast going because you've seen my organizational system. It's right. All of our potential ideas on a big, huge list. And you went through and you're like, Nope, we're going to organize this and come up with categories. And so we need both ends of the spectrum there. Oh, you bring the creativity. I bring the Excel spreadsheets and together it's a solid team. (laughs) together it works out yeah (laughs) some yin and yang there i think you summed it up pretty well of you create your slot at the beginning of the day and then you do everything after i think mentally i'm able to overcome a lot not like more but like because i like working out even if i had a rough day with a lot of things going on i'm going to want to work out no matter what Mm mm-hmm And so it's something I'm looking forward to at the end of the day, like a reward versus if I do it at the beginning, I'll be more enticed to just do a lot of it. And then it might set me behind for everything else. Because I doubt I have the self-control to not do more than I want and then have, you know, put other chores and errands on the back burner. Right. No, I like that concept of you enjoy working out. So it's like a reward at the end of your day. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think the more I'm thinking about this, I'm realizing that like in high school, when I trained for my first marathon, I re- I ran almost exclusively in the afternoons. Like I would run after I got home from school. The only exception would have been like weekend long runs. That would have been early in the morning. Mm-hmm. But like given my lifestyle, I guess my to-do list when I was in high school, it was an afternoon, like before dinner kind of a thing. I'm maybe it's because when I went to college, like it was so hot all the time that it just became, I need to do this in the morning before it heats up because that's, that's my coldest part of the day. That's going to be my most comfortable running temperature is early in the morning. And I also think part of that was that first year I lived on campus and my campus was in the middle of a very large city that wasn't necessarily the safest. But I believe that the, like, I think it would have been dicier for me to be running at night with kind of parties and people and people coming and going. Like, I think it would have been just not as safe, even just there's more people kind of milling around and driving and partying, like running through that. I didn't feel as safe 
as if I ran early in the morning, yeah, it was still in the dark, but typically people weren't driving crazy all through campus. People weren't typically wandering around doing whatever. Like I just felt safer in the morning. Yeah. But that no. that's very specific to where I was living when I started developing those habits of I work out in the morning. Which is completely valid. And I could see that I probably would have done the same thing. Again, though, you were much more planned and scheduled versus I was a lot more uh, random about that. And I didn't always have a firm plan of what I was going to do that day. And with that, you know, if it was running in kind of the evening, sometimes I'd get away with doing it outside. But I was also a person who was super okay with running um, on a treadmill. Right. And because of that, if it was, you know, 10 p.m., I would just go and run on a treadmill. And so I never dealt with the heat, the safety, like those weren't factors I considered. It was mm -hmm. just like, oh, I'll run if it's still light. If it's dark, I'll just hop on the treadmill instead. Right. Yeah, I did a fair amount of treadmill running in college after I moved. Like my first year I was in the dorms. So the only treadmill I had access to was the rec center. And on mm -hmm. the weekends when I had a long run, the rec center didn't open until like eight o'clock. And I'm like, well, I don't want to run in a hot, sweaty gym with a bunch of other people from like eight to noon. And then start my day at noon like that, I would rather just get up and get it done with. And I'd be done with my run by the time the rec center opened. So that first year was kind of just different, I guess, in that way. But once I lived in an apartment complex with access to a treadmill, it changed. But also like I, I was that kid that signed up for the earliest possible classes. I like to do things early that is when I am the most happy, the most motivated, the most focused is early in the morning. And I find that if I work out before I do something involving my mind, something intellectual, that then I'm even that much more focused or motivated. I'm just not motivated at night. Like you talking about I'd go run at 10 p.m. No, I do not want to be doing anything at 10 p.m other than being cuddled under a blanket. I, I <laughs> want no part of it. I'm not a night owl at all. And I literally did that last night. <laughs> yeah, see, I think I think it's just kind of you and I are very We're opposites different. on this. Yeah, like we just, our sleep schedules are very different. Mm -hmm. And have been, I would say, for a very long time. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it was a lot closer when we both had, you know, the same schools that were the same yeah. hours, but that yeah. was more, I was forced to be closer to your schedule, mm -hmm. which was yeah. fine. And I mean, I do that when at work mm -hmm. or like when I'm at school, like I typically do that. And I always did early ish classes. Like I would, I wouldn't do the earliest. I would do probably the hour after that. Which okay. was still a lot earlier than most people. Oh, yeah. But I think the earliest classes I could take for the most part were 7 a.m. And I would take the 8 a.m.s. Okay. Which, because then I could get up maybe a little bit before 7. Right. Versus getting up at like 5 something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. I'm not a good, I'm not good, I'm not a good sleeper. I don't sleep through the night. I don't mm -hmm. sleep in. I never really have. The most I've ever slept in was probably high school. But even then, that wasn't like, it's Saturday. I'm going to sleep till 1 p.m. Like, I've never been able to do that. I just, I don't sleep well. I don't sleep deeply. So I guess I figure I might as well get up <laughs> and do yeah. something. Like, if I'm not sleeping anyways, I'm just laying here. And then I get stressed because I'm laying here thinking about all of the things I could be doing rather than laying there not sleeping. So I'd rather just kind of build my routine into I sleep the best if I go to bed kind of earlier by most mm -hmm. people's standards. If I go to bed earlier, 
then that tends to be like the chunk of hours that I sleep the most solid. And then you get into the early morning about midnight onwards and I'm up often. So at 4 a.m., I might as well call it a day and just, you know, get something done rather than lay there watching the minutes tick by on the alarm clock. That just, oh, it makes my chest feel tight to do that. I would rather get up. See, yeah, and I only get that experience pretty rarely. Usually, I can fall back asleep within 10 minutes tops. So, but I have had times where I'm just laying there and I can't fall asleep. And then, yeah, I do get up. So if I experienced that, you know, on a frequent basis, I probably would get up and do things earlier in the morning. But I think unfortunately with this one, I mean, not unfortunate, uh, we're two different people. And I think we're going to stick on our own two different opinions on opposite ends on this one. And I think we're just going to have to let other people vote. Mm-hmm. I think a I lot, it's this to me, and there's probably some scientific research out there that, I don't know, it wouldn't surprise me to find that there's some scientific studies that say this is the optimal time to be working out. But I feel like for the general population, which you and I are a part of, we're not out here trying to be elite athletes or anything. It's so personal. Like, how do you, how well do you sleep? Are you a morning person or do you thrive at night? Like, what does your schedule look like? Are you, a, you know, still in school? So your time is in the afternoons or you have a job or you have kids or, Like, there's so many highly personal aspects to this. And I feel like we illustrate that very well of we're siblings and we are on the opposite ends of the spectrum and respect the other side, but have no interest in going over to the other side. Oh, gosh, no. I would do it, you know, for races and events. Yes. Oh, oh, absolutely. On the occasion for something Mm -hmm. fun. Certainly. For, to run and look at Christmas lights? Sign me up. Every yeah. day? No. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Early morning turkey trot before Thanksgiving, before you have to cook? Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. But that's an event, and that's special, and that's a one-time thing before you mm-hmm. get to slip back into your typical routine. It gives me the motivation I need to branch out for that day. Yep. And then I can go back to my comfort zone. Gosh. Well, I'm excited to see hopefully people share their opinions and their thoughts on this one. And it would be really interesting to see if people agree with us, if it's pretty split, you know, if people share also if their schedule, like I worked nights at some point and I basically then had to run in the morning, which was really confusing because I would get off as the sun was rising and then I'd have to work out. And so I was technically running in the morning, even though it was the end of my day. So that was weird. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see what people have to say on this one. Yeah. And I'm excited to see if there's anybody that's like noon. Oh, yeah. I never considered midday. Oh, because I know there are people that do that. Because I don't know if there's people that find that to be their ideal. There probably are people that find that to be their like optimal workout time for how they're feeling. But I know there are people that do that because that's their free time. They run during their lunch break. So I would love to know if there are people out there that elect to run at noon or work out at in midday because that's when they feel the best. It's not just because that's where it works in their schedule. Wow. Because I don't feel best at noon. No, that would be really interesting. Yeah, there's so many options. Yeah, you and I are kind of on the extreme. You like like 10 p.m. And I like mm-hmm. 4 a.m., sometimes earlier. Yeah. Like those, the, the we're kind of on those very opposite ends of the spectrum. So opposite, we've almost wrapped around the clock and are touching hands at midnight. Like oh, that's yeah. how I, opposite we are. I'm sure we did with some of them when I did really long ones and you woke up to do your long run. Oh, certainly. We were probably not. crossing. Yeah, I've I've definitely gotten up at like two before 
I did one, you know, this <laughs> unlocked a memory. I did one evening run on a treadmill. And, and now it just blows my mind that this is what you choose to do. I had a flight the next day and to make my flight was at like 4 a.m. So I had to leave my apartment at two or something crazy like that. So I had ate a really early dinner, tried to sleep for a couple of hours because I knew I wasn't going to sleep after the run and started my run at like 10. And I think I had 16 miles and it was miserable. It was absolutely miserable. It was on a treadmill and I saw normally I would run on the treadmill in the morning and I would be the only one and I would have the entire space to myself. It was so relaxing. Mm -hmm. No, I like unlocked a whole different version of my apartment's rec room that night. And it was not pleasant. It was a lot of grunting and groaning from various weightlifters, which is totally fine. Just not what I was used to as background noise. It was, I remember there were these two girls that were not there to work out. They were there to flirt with their trainer and he was trying his best to get these ladies to work out. But, it, and people were blaring music and it was just the most stressful treadmill run I think I'd ever experienced. So if nothing else, that turned me off to evening run because I was like, oh, I run on the treadmill at this apartment complex ever again at nighttime. This is the crew and it is not the crew I want to be a part of. That's fair. And I very specifically would avoid working out at my school's gym at night for that reason. Mm -hmm. But I typically was very lucky that my apartment buildings usually had multiple small gyms because oh. they were broken up into different buildings. That's and so right. I would be able to figure out that if people used mine frequently, usually there was one that I could find where I'd always be 100% by myself anyways. So yeah. I could get the entire workout thing by myself. That's nice. See, we had one and it was... Yeah, if I worked out in the morning, it was just me. But if I worked out in the evening, I only made that mistake one time. And it, it was just, and it wasn't like anybody was doing anything wrong. It was just, I was already trying to run 16 miles on a treadmill, which was mentally draining. And then it was also at a time of night that I'm not used to running. And it was also with the stress of in a couple of hours, I need to be showered packed and on my way to the airport for a cross country flight. So then you add stressful noises and other people and then all of the body heat, the extra yep. body heat in that small because it wasn't very big, mm -hmm. small little workout room. You know, it just... <laughs> As an introvert, it was not ideal. Let's put it that way. That's fair. I, I wouldn't have liked that either, though. It was not anything wrong with my fellow gym goers. It was just not ideal for me as a person. Unless I know you and we're specifically working out together or it's like a race or an event, usually I don't... Uh, if I'm working out, I'm focused-ish enough that I'm just doing what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to engage with other people then. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, yes. it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's a lot easier when you're by yourself. Again, unless somebody's doing it with you, like mm -hmm. specifically doing it with you, you're, it's just easier because then like, if you want to play music out loud or you want the TV to be on a specific channel, you can do that if mm -hmm. you're by yourself. Right. And I, I think part of it is I'm a runner. And so even mm -hmm. if I was running next to, say, you on a treadmill, I don't know that we would talk a ton on no. the treadmill. Not really. But I get when, like, the people around me, they were lifting weights and stuff. And from what I've seen, that tends to be a little bit more social for a lot of people is there's rest time between sets. And so you're chatting and talking and helping each other and whatever. And I totally get that. That's just not typically why I'm in at least in college, I was there to run on the treadmill, which to me was a very solo activity. Yeah. Like I wasn't going to chat up flirty girl one and flirty girl two. Like I, <laughs> I didn't have the breath. I didn't have the patience. <laughs> Gosh, that, and I feel like a lot of people just ignore those on the treadmill because, yes. and maybe that was just because I looked off putting because I was just 
going all out exercising versus you would see some people that were, you know, just like slowly walking and having like that leisurely chat. Like, yeah, you can approach that person. But if someone's like running hard and they have their headphones in, it's really hard to try to engage them in a conversation. Yes. And I, I would be interested to hear from people that are gym goers, but non treadmill people like mm-hmm. do people on treadmill sc- treadmill scare you like if you see somebody on a treadmill for over 30 minutes at a time do you get concerned because people kind of question one's sanity a lot of the time like when i say yeah. oh i ran my 20 mile long run on a treadmill a lot of times people look at me either with fear and or concern in their eyes So I just wonder, are people scared of us because we're on a treadmill for a long period of time that they're like, you know, something about this seems unstable. I'm not going to approach even if they do have headphones out and are looking friendly. But I've, all right, I had friends that were 100% just there to lift weights Mm -hmm. and they would be there for like three plus hours. And that was baffling to me because usually when I was with them, I'm like, okay, we can like speed up this rest set a little bit and when Mm -hmm. i'd be doing the same workout as them i could get it done in like an hour Mm -hmm. and it would drive me nuts that they wouldn't want to go for that long and so it's almost a different i don't know a different style but i will say in all forms of working out i don't think it's off-putting to me the length of time it's more people having crazy intensity that can be you know, the people that are just slamming weight down or someone that's running on the treadmill so hard that you think they're going to fall off or break it. Mm -hmm. Like that's more, you know, crazy. I agree with that. I'm, I know there's like a science to weightlifting and how much rest you have between sets. Like I get that there's a science to that. I am impatient. Like I, if I go for a walk, I like going for walks, but if I'm going for a walk by myself, I don't have anybody with me. I'm not walking my dog. There's no reason why I have to be walking. All I'm thinking about is I could do this so much faster if I was running. Like I'm just impatient. I don't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) again, I, there's that fine balance between not hurting yourself and treating your body properly. And also, I only have so many minutes out of today that I'm going to dedicate towards fitness. I'm not going to, like, I just need to get things done, essentially. Yep. And as somebody that did literally a health and exercise major, Mm -hmm. we learned about the ideal amount of time that you need to wait for basically your muscles to get back. It's the whole creatine thing that gives you that short sprint ability that Mm -hmm. weightlifters use to be able to do quick bursts of energy that are only like 10 seconds long of like maximum force. Right. And they show it's like three to five minutes for that to replenish, to like fuel back so you can use that energy pathway in your system, Mm -hmm. which is fine. And I get that. And so I would get when you need to rest that. But typically if you're alternating between sets with people, those three to five minutes happen while the other person is doing their set and you are alternating back and forth on Mm -hmm. the weights and like maybe changing the amount like you can pretty much be going back and forth constantly Mm -hmm. when i would work out with people it was a lot closer to like 15 minutes that they would be taking in between everything and i'm like all right at this point my heart rate has gone completely back down we're losing any form of cardio in this Mm -hmm. yeah i yeah i would not do well under those conditions and like when i lift weights now I'm not, I'm not trying to lift the heaviest I can possibly lift. Like that's not the kind of exercise that benefits me the most for what my goals are. My goals tend to be much more running focused, endurance event type focused. I don't want to enter a bodybuilding competition. I don't want to enter a weightlifting competition. That's just not my interest. So I'm not trying to do crazy amounts of weight or really high reps or anything. I'm just doing enough to strengthen different parts of my body on different days of the week. I don't need tons of rest because I just maxed out (laughs) like a deadlift. I'm not that that's not 
the kind of workout I'm doing anyways, where I need a lot of time to recover. That would also be interesting if our audience, because we're both primarily runners, if we also find a correlation of people that weightlift typically do morning or night or people that do kind of like all across the board fitness morning or night or people that do classes because neither mm. one of us do fitness classes Mm-mm. that would be pretty interesting biking swimming any of that morning or night yoga i would love yoga. to hear from the yogis out there like is yoga because to me i know yoga is difficult i've done a some yoga and it is challenging mm-hmm. but to me it's also kind of relaxing at least from the psychological perspective of it like it's kind of a relaxing thing so when you're in kind of your yoga headspace do you find that to be more beneficial to do in the morning as like a way to wake up your body and ease into the day or do people like to do yoga at night and kind of ease out of their day we'll have to see so so many different questions here the only thing that's not a question is the fact that you and i aren't budging on our workout times nope (laughs) nope oh gosh no but we'll see i mean it would be interesting to try to find some more events and races specifically at different times throughout the day maybe see Mm -hmm. if we can find one that starts at noon and see how we feel about that you know there's i don't know about events like so we were trying to wrap this up but just because you mentioned it i know that some of like the bigger marathons tend to start later at least the the people in the waves behind the elites tend to start later in the day Mm -hmm. for whatever logistical reasons i don't know i've never run a major marathon but So typically like your general marathon is early in the morning. I know some larger marathons will be kind of closer to that noonish mark. I don't know if they're as late as that, but closer to that. They're not your 6, 7 a.m. typically. But there are some ultras that start like there's one out in Washington. And I believe that starts at like 10 or 11. And there's some reason it was like, I don't know, some historical reason as to why it started that late. Like they wanted, I don't know. And I know some other ultras will start later because they want to ensure that all of the runners have to run through the night. So if you start it too early in the morning, then the elite people, some of them have finished before they have to turn their headlamps on. So to kind of force everybody to go through the night, they'll start it later. I know that has happened. And then if you look at something like the Badwater 135, that starts at night. That might be your race, except for the fact that you absolutely despise the heat. Yep. <laughs> and that race tries to cook you from the outside in and the inside out all at the same time. Oof. Um, it does start at night. So, you know, if you, if that sways you at all on if you ever want to do Badwater 135. I mean, yeah, I would, I'll do anything once, mm-hmm. you know, try it, give it a go. Again, like I'd love to run a marathon in every state and want to mm-hmm. try some of the longer distance races and a lot of races and runs, you know, places in warmer climates, it's a lot easier because you don't have to deal with ice and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get that and I accept that. It's also a lot more dangerous to be running at night on ice. So, yeah. you know, pros and cons there, but no, I'm excited. And if people have suggestions of different races and events also Mm -hmm. at different times throughout the day. It'd be cool to see those too, or challenges. You know, Uh we talked about doing that 24 hours of, um, you know, a mile every hour. There -hmm. could be some like midday challenge or, you know, every four hours or something. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I am mentally tossing around this concept of like, I would love to just run for 24 hours and see what happens. Like I'm just so genuinely to my core curious. How many miles can I run in 24 hours? It is this nagging thing that exists in the back of my brain that I have to tell myself, no, that is not an appropriate thing for you to do this weekend. You need to calm down, take a breath, (laughs) reprioritize. (laughs) 
and maybe plan a little bit better before, because as much as I'm a planner, I'm also very impulsive. And so mm -hmm. I just want to go do it. Yeah. So that does exist in the back of my head is like, that might be something I want to do over the summer, depending on what things I want to train for. And cause I don't want to sabotage training for an event that I've paid money for by being kind of spontaneously reckless and running for 24 hours just to find out what happens. Uh -huh. Like there is that I, I do need to calm down a little bit and be reasonable. That gene that we talk about that, how hard could it be? I'll just do it. That little bit mm -hmm. of that um, try and see how it goes gene. <laughs> uh -huh. I, think that gets us. That, I think people call that F around and find out. Yeah, pretty much. Uh -huh. We lean really hard into that mindset sometimes. A little bit, which yeah. it's had some great things and it's had some negative things. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd be yeah. down at some point to do the 24 hour thing. We would yeah. definitely have to have a plan. Mm -hmm. And we would also, if we do it together, we're going to have to pick running in the morning to start or running at night to start. <laughs> or do we just run at noon? Then oh, nobody and neither. wins. Yeah, neither one of us is pleased. <laughs> yeah. All I know is I'm not flipping a coin with you because I lose every time. So <laughs> that's, that's not true. how we're deciding that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiteboard Debate. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today about is it better to work out in the morning or at night? If you want to continue the debate and voice your own serious and respectful opinions, you can find us at Whiteboard Debate on Instagram and at Whiteboard Debate on Twitter. There are links to all of our platforms in the show notes. Since we are a new podcast, keep an eye out for future updates or announcements. Join us next episode for another lively debate and see you next time.